Hey there, my name is Erin Deal, and I'm a half-Southern, half-Midwestern mama, some call this voice a nasal twang, who took $5,000 to build and scale a one-of-a-kind experiential organization that improves the lives of corporate professionals through personal development, humanity, and humor. Along the way, I've built client relationships with some of the most notable companies in the country, all while attracting a rock star team of experts and hilarious facilitators. Sounds pretty awesome, right? Well, what I didn't tell you is that my resume also includes a long list of comedy shows I bombed, improv teams I didn't make, companies who told me no, and many a heartache when it came to becoming a mother. I want to show you the real deal of the grit, creativity, and determination it takes to overcome your disappointments, embrace the suck, and design the career you could only dream about. I believe we all have our own unique gifts that we bring to the world, and it is our mistakes that help to unwrap them. Welcome to Failed It. It's 2019. I'm eight months pregnant, and I've finally found the hire for Improve Its expansion into Charlotte, North Carolina. I legit have a month and a half Okay, maybe my timing might be a little off here, but I've had a month and a half to get her fully onboarded and trained before I get my new boss, my son. Guys, I want you to meet Claire. Claire came to us by way of a haystack. I found the biggest one in Charlotte. I combed through it and I found a needle. There was Claire. You see, this person we were hiring for our partnership development associate. They had to have improv experience, a sales background. They had to align with our core values of yes and, explore more, drive results, play and have fun, and everyday leadership. I wanted them to enjoy talking to strangers. I wanted them to enjoy getting to know people and have a service mentality. And again, I also wanted them to have a strong knowledge of improv, if not be an improviser. So I don't think I was asking for too much, right? Now, once she said yes and she signed on the dotted line, it was time to quickly onboard her before I popped. And let me tell you something. We have onboarded people before. We have full processes developed for our intern program and beautiful onboarding processes for our facilitators, but never someone in this role because it was a new role to improve it and never someone who did not sit in our Chicago office. This was very different. So I quickly saw the challenges that we were going to face. We were going to have different time zones. We were going to have a lack of FaceTime. And we were going to have many emails with questions that could have been one of those just quick turn to your coworker, ask a question moments because you would have been in person. So we got to work and we implemented new software systems, communication practices, and we learned how to make remote working a part of our culture. Now, on top of onboarding Claire, our director of talent decided to move to Colorado. So now we had peeps in Mountain Central and Eastern Time. So scheduling internal meetings had never been more challenging. Okay, I'm going to be super honest with y'all because that's how I'll roll. We had some fails. I mean, they stunk. They smelled like blue cheese that had sat out overnight, like real bad. There were times when I would forget to say hello to Claire over Slack in the morning, or there were times I'm sure Claire felt like she was on a lonely island and we were on the mainland and she couldn't get through to us. So know that we stunk it up quite a few times. 
However, what I am going to share with you are the tips and tricks that we used to make remote work a part of our business prior to this pandemic. Now, if you haven't already, I want you to take a look at episode one of this podcast, where I discuss the three things I learned as a leader during COVID-19. This ish is heavy, y'all, okay? I know that these are challenging times, and you may be listening to this, and we may or may not still be in quarantine. So we have been navigating this remote work for some time and realizing that this might just be our new normal. So I want you to grab your notebooks. I want you to grab your pens. Let's get to it. And I want you to learn to lead your team and have what we like to call remote control. And don't think this is the only pun you will hear if you listen to this podcast. It starts with my last name and it just never stops. So I digress. Here are the three things on how to lead a remote team. The first thing, number one, is when in doubt, communicate. Oh, communicate. It sounds so simple, right? So when I first hired Claire, I had her take an assessment test before we even ever interviewed her. For this partnership development role, I needed somebody who was goal-oriented, who loved being challenged and was up for anything. And through the assessment, we found that this was Claire. After she was hired, I knew all these things about her, but I wanted to have a conversation on how she preferred to be led. And what I found from that conversation were three things. Number one, she does not like to be micromanaged, which is great because that's not my style. And also this role requires a lot of autonomy. Number two, she likes to learn the task first. She likes to try it. And then she likes to ask questions later. And then number three, she likes to be led and she likes to feel a part of the team. Being a part of a team is super important to her. So keeping all of this in mind, we then got to work to figure out a communication plan that would help us reach those communication goals and help me lead her in the best way possible. So here are the actions we took. I'm going to tell you a little cheesy slogan I like to use, but A, we'll call this A. Okay, point A, online tools rule. Mm -hmm. So we quickly established Slack, which is a free, and let me repeat it, a free communication tool if you have a small team. And it allows you to create conversation streams, invite people to your team to those streams, and then it helps streamline communication. So you're not going back and forth over email. Now, there's all these different channels that you can make on different conversational topics. So at Improve It, we make Slack channels for sales. And then we have another channel for our workshops. We have another channel for the wins of the day. And then some fun channels just to establish culture are things like random memes. There's random things we found on the internet that we thought were funny. Um, A Slack channel for baby pictures, because who doesn't like a baby pic? So every morning we signed on or we continue to sign on with a funny little GIF or meme. And we use those GIFs, I'm saying G-I-F, to say hello to each other and to say goodbye to each other at the end of the day. So this helped with Claire's communication style and how she preferred to be led of feeling a part of the team. And it allowed her to ask those questions in real time if needed. So the second online tool we used was Zoom, which needs absolutely no free publicity right now. And note, we don't have any sponsors. So no, all of this is just purely from my mouth to your ears. Um, But Zoom allowed us to have Claire, quote unquote, in the office all the time. 
So she got to know the team over video conference because I was the only person who met her in person prior to hiring her um, so that by the time they did finally meet in person, they felt as though they'd been together many times before. So I literally can't remember a meeting in the past year where Zoom wasn't on. It became a normal everyday occurrence, and it was key to building our company's culture while far apart. Section B of communication, your tone sets the tone. I'm talking about tonality, people. Your tone sets the tone, boom, boom, for conversations. When we communicate in a remote environment, how we speak over the phone or video conference matters, and also how we type things via written communication also matters. So we talk about this concept of tone in our effective communication during COVID-19 virtual workshop, and then in every single effective communication in-person workshop we've ever done, this is a huge topic. So the way your tone is perceived by the other person is everything. Let me give you an example. Early in the Improve It days, our director of talent, Christy, and I were doing a workshop And I was already at the workshop and she was running a few minutes late. So I was talking to the client, getting things set up. She was trying to find parking, sends me a text. Erin, I'm running five minutes late. I'm so sorry. And I literally saw it. I saw my phone sitting next to me. I'm trying to communicate with our client and have conversation. So I pick up my phone and I just type the word, or not the word, the letter K, capital K, period. Cut to Christy is in her car saying the K period thinking I'm upset with her, that I'm mad she's running late. I'm standing there having, making up a story that I'm really angry with her. So when she gets inside, she said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I, I know you're frustrated with me. And I absolutely was not frustrated. But what I realized was that she took my written communication and the tone behind it as bad. So I'll tell you what, after that, I've never written a capital K period in my life um, after that text exchange. But I What I'm saying here is I really want you to think about, as a leader, the way you say things. So your inflection, are you abrupt over text or email? Does your voice, when you're verbally speaking, convey empathy? And I want you to think about the way you write these things over text, email, or Slack. It really makes a difference, especially in a remote environment, and it can really make or break your team's energy during these crazy uncharted times. Part C of communication is, are you guys, hello? That was a really bad mom joke. There are going to be technical difficulties, okay? Zoom is going to be overpopulated. That was just me being a big dum-dum. Your internet is going to be funky. Someone's baby, and I'm saying this for a friend, is crying in the other room. Your husband is going to walk past your computer in his underwear. And that means your Zoom's on and he's flashing the whole fam, meaning your work fam. I mean, the list is just going to go on, people. We need to give grace to our teams and to ourselves. And we want to encourage all husbands to wear pants. We are all just doing our best here. And we are figuring out this crazy mess. Look at that rhyme. I do this all the time. Anyway, I'll stop. But I've got more knowledge to drop. Okay, I'm done. And I bet you wish there was a technical difficulty right there, don't you? But the show must go on, and it will. I just want to encourage you to expect the unexpected when it comes to communication. 
Hey friends, I wanted to pause really quick and tell you about something we have coming up at Improve It. Now it's called Improve It's WFH Workshop from Home membership. We hope you can join us. So as a member, we have an awesome arrangement of things that will help you navigate this remote environment and improve yourself both personally and professionally. So as a WFH member, you will receive one live interactive virtual workshop with your fellow community members to help you navigate remote work, an automatic ticket to our weekly live virtual webinars, or a recording to watch it whenever works best for you, a three-week DIY that's do-it-yourself e-learning course that's built in conjunction with the monthly workshop, and an online community, including a private Facebook group where you will receive live weekly mini coaching sessions with yours truly, laugh and lunch events with our hilarious improv professionals, and an exclusive weekly newsletter to members that gives you all the weekly deeds. So we are offering all of this for the low price of $19.99. Let me say it again for the people in the back, $19.99. So a portion of every purchase will be donated to our charity partners, Girl Forward and Girls Rock Charlotte to support their programs during this challenging time. The last date to sign up for our June cohort is May 31st at 11.59 p.m. So you'll find the link to sign up in our show notes. We can't wait to laugh and learn with you. I'll see you there. The second thing that I want you to know about leading a remote workforce is number two, stop, collaborate, and listen. Yeah, that's a vanilla ice song, but I want you to take that to heart. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Be ready to jump in. I want you to have all the tools on the ready for your team. So we were the early adapters of some of the free. And again, I am not getting paid to say this jazz. So I'm talking about mentioning things um, here. And I want to include that we are available for sponsorship opportunities. But I mean, listen to this voice when you want me pushing your products. Anyway, I'm talking about free online tools and resources that we could find. Okay. We are scrappy, and I'm not ashamed to admit it, and I want to give you some tools that we use that could benefit your collaboration efforts. So there are tools that are free, again, people out there for your teams and for your remote employees. Number one, Asana. If you're not using Asana, get it now. It is a free project management tool, and you are able to timeline out projects, assign a member of your team to a task, give it a deadline, and then they virtually check it off the list. It's so beautiful to see our Asana. If I could just screenshot a, a picture of our Asana and show it to you, we live and breathe off Asana. And every single thing we did prior to the pandemic was on there. Every process was so streamlined, so beautiful. Um, and we've had to take a quick pause on those. But guess what? Through our pivot plan, we have developed new ones. So Asana is key. I mean, it is a wonderful free project management tool for managing remote teams. Also, Google Calendar. If you use Outlook, Microsoft Outlook, Google Calendar is another really great tool to collaborate calendars. With that, you can also use a free tool called Calendly to schedule meetings. So you literally can connect Calendly to your Google Calendar and then send people your Calendly link so they can book 
time with you. And literally what they see is just the white space in your day. You do have to manage your Google Calendar appropriately so that you have space where you need or you want people to book. Um, But Calendly and Google Calendar are two wonderful tools that we are nuts about. Dropbox is another great way just to use an online storage system for all of your documents. Tons of people use Dropbox. Um, They do have a free version and then you do have to upgrade. Evernote is another really great tool that we love. Um, It is a virtual notebook and it serves as an app on your phone. You can also get it on your desktop, but you can create a new notebook. And within that new notebook, open up a page and jot down any notes. You can include voice notes. You can include pictures. You can take a picture of a clipping in a magazine if you want and just keep it in that notebook page. For me, sometimes if I'm, if I was driving, I haven't driven very much during this quarantine, um, and an idea came to mind. I'd flip open a page in my Evernote notebook, put on the audio, and just start recording so I could go back later and listen to those ideas. Um, But it's a really great free tool. And then Google Drive, obviously, is a way to share documents and to edit things in real time so you're not saving over somebody else's work. So again, these are just free resources and we will link to them in the show notes, but I want to make sure you have those as collaboration tools for your team. The next piece I want you to think about under stopping collaborating and listening is trust your peeps. Now, this sounds so, so simple, so simple, but it is so, so hard. Trust your people. Trust them, okay? Put tools and systems in place that keep everybody honest and then communicate deadlines and what we can and cannot do. Do this with your team. Do it with your clients and understand too that your clients' needs have shifted and be cognizant of what they need right now. That is so important. So just like on stage as an improviser, we have to trust that our scene partners will have our backs. You have to trust that your team is going to do what they're supposed to do. So have weekly check-ins to set priorities for the week and then update each other the following week holds everybody accountable. So we do this every single week. We have a weekly check-in and we go through um, what we have going on that week, what we've done last week. Do we need help with anything? So we're showing up and showing how we're accountable to the team. Another great thing we like to do during this time is just share our peaks of the prior week. So what was something great? What was the best part of your week last week? It could be from work or personal life. And I'll tell you during the first few weeks of quarantine, we had to reach real deep, y'all, like real deep to find a peak, but we got there. So that's just another great collaboration system and also process to do with your team. The third piece under stop, collaborate, and listen is yes and, my friend. Now, if you've ever taken an in-person workshop with us, you've ever taken an improv class, or you've just heard of improv, you've probably heard of this term. And there is a lot I could unpack with yes and. But what I will leave you with is this. Suspend judgment. Don't let the first word out of your mouth to your team be no. Think of a way to redirect that no so that they feel heard. They feel seen. They bring new ideas to the table and they are excited to bring more. Collaborating is queen. I'm a lady, so I say queen in a remote environment. And guess what, leaders? It starts with you. Are you yes anding? If you set the tone, and it again, this goes back to what I said earlier, and you make it known 
that it's the only way you will ideate, collaborate, and communicate. People can either hop on the bus or they can get off at the first stop. Because guess what? You're yes anding, the bus is moving, and you don't have time for naysayers. So, number three on how to lead a remote team is celebrate change. Change! How many of y'all just wanted to throw up in your mouth when I said change? Now, I know that's graphic, but it's real. And let me tell you who is hashtag winning right now. The people who take the phrase, how it's always been done, they rip it up, they put it in a blender, and they drink it for breakfast. I get fuel from people who are change adverse. I make it my mission to show them that change is inevitable. It's how we grow as human beings. It's how we motivate teams. It's how organizations are built. It's why my company exists. And it's how individuals and businesses thrive. Oh, it gives me the goosies. And that's goosebumps for all of y'all who don't understand the briefs, okay? Now, you might be thinking to yourself, Erin, my team's already experiencing so much change and it's hard. Jobs are being cut. So are budgets and times are hard. Mm-hmm. I heard that. But you know what I also hear? Playing the victim. There's a quote I heard recently from one of my favorite mentors, Rachel Hollis. Hey, Rachel. And she said, are you letting this happen to you or happen for you? Let me say this again. Are you letting this happen to you or happen for you? And by this, I'm talking about the entire change that the world has felt over the past two months. How can all that is going on in the world and your business and your team right now be happening for you? Now, I recently shared a post on LinkedIn about something that I thought was happening to me. Um, I tried to conceive for a really long time. I'm talking like three years. And then we had many failed after failed science experiments after science experiment. And you know what? I was really mad and I wanted to control it. Okay. It was happening to me. I was the victim. So you know what this type A control freak had to do? She had to surrender. And when I did, I realized that in all that time, I had to learn to mother myself before I could learn to mother somebody else. I thought it was happening to me, okay? But in hindsight, what it did was set me up to be the mother I want to be to my little nugget, Jackson. And when that perspective shifted, I'm not kidding. I I found a way to get pregnant, which is a whole other episode in itself, and it happened. And now, sitting here today, I can see that it was happening for me, but I couldn't see it in that moment. So now that you know the inner workings of my personal life, I want to circle it back to you. How can you celebrate this change for your team? How can you make time for morale boosters, like virtual happy hours or lunches, or have spirit days that you dress up certain days, like your favorite sports team or my favorite, what you'll be when you grow up? How can you spend more one-on-one time with your team and then realize that this is hard? We can all do hard things and that maybe that there's something in this time period that you can do to change the way your team does things on a normal day to day. Could you and can you create new processes that would streamline workflow 
uh-huh. <clears throat> Asana, and again, still no sponsorship there, um, but can you use that t- project management timeline to streamline your workflow? Can you refresh your materials? Can you look at this time and ideate and carve out white space with your team to be creatively inspired and think differently? I know you can. Change is freaking hard, but you can do hard things. I want you to celebrate it. Ugh. Man, I've talked a lot, and I hope you've gotten some words of wisdom. But leaders, I want you to remember the following when leading your teams through this remote environment. By over-communicating, stopping to collaborate and listen. Sorry, Vanilla Ice, I really botched that up. And by embracing change, your team will thrive through this hard time and the hard times that will come again. There will be some fails along the way, but as long as you can remember these things, you can turn failing it into nailing it. I truly believe in you and know that you've got this. So let's keep those Claire's of the world happy and thriving. Leaders, if you're ready to take on the world, I want you to take a screenshot of you listening to today's episode, and then I want you to share it on social media so we can give you a big fail, yeah. You can tag us at Learn to Improve It on Instagram with the hashtag Failed It Podcast or at Improve It on Facebook. And again, use that hashtag Failed It Podcast. So check out the link in the show notes for all of the details. And remember, guys, you have to fail in order to improve. See you next time. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Failed It. I'm so happy you're along for the ride. And if you enjoyed today's show, head on over to iTunes to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Wednesday. I'll see you next week, but want to leave you with this thought. What will you fail at today and how will that help your future successful self? Think about it. I'm proud of you and you are totally failing it. See you next time.